Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. Welcome back to the High Tech Freedom Sales Podcast. So today, I wanted to have a quick discussion about an interview question. So I recently had an interview where I was interviewing somebody, and the candidate ask me a great question. And I thought I'd make this a quick episode and share it with you, the listener. So today's short topic is on this one question and why it matters to you as the candidate. After all, if you're interviewing for a sales role, you most likely want to find a place that that can allow you to excel while creating some job stability over a period of time. It's on you ultimately to dig into the hiring company to see if you can thrive and in some cases survive to put together a good run at that company. I mean, you may not be there for 30 years, but you know, are you looking to make a good three to five to seven year run? All right. Well, you have to do a little bit of homework to see if you can go into an environment that will set you up for success. So the one question was, you know, tell me about what metrics you measure with your sales team. And I thought it was such a great question because I think a lot about this and I want to touch on a few reasons why it's a great question for you to think about if you're out there looking for a job or or looking to make a move. So if number one, if the hiring manager cannot articulate what they measure and why, that should be a red flag. Now, let's be clear. All companies measure quota and attainment, but that's not what I'm talking about. It's what are the key activities that the sales reps need to be doing to drive towards certain sales objectives. And in turn, those sales objectives will fuel the revenue growth and the quota growth that the company's looking for. For example, your company may have a goal of growing North American sales by 20%. You know, that's cool, but how do you do it? That's where the sales objectives come into play. What does the company want the sales and sales leaders to lead towards? A sales objective could be tied to, as an example, a particular customer focus. For example, maybe one of the sales objectives is we need the organization to penetrate a certain percentage of the Fortune 1000 companies, or maybe penetrate a certain percentage of a certain vertical. It could be product focused, uh, maybe a percentage of sales from a certain product or service. And and, most likely, there'll be more than one clear sales objective that's going to drive behavior. And ultimately, that is where the activities that the sales team needs to focus on will come from. And that is the metric that should be measured. These are the activities that sales can control. And if done well, increase the success rate of the sales objective, which if you execute well on those sales objectives, that ultimately should support the top line goal of the company. And in this case, that revenue growth by 20%. So what are some of those activities that that might be measured? I mean, this could include things like account plan creation, maybe account plan reviews with leadership, customer executive briefings, a certain type of activity within the account. 
number of interactions with the account, a number of customers trained, a number of proposals delivered within a certain segment or within your base, maybe the number of proposals reviewed with your manager or with a uh, an overlay team. The list goes on. It really depends on the company, the products, the markets, and of course, the objectives. And that'll drive the important activities. And you know those activities will differ based on the business that you're in or the business that you're interviewing for. Now, as a salesperson, you may not want to be measured on anything. And I, I get it, right? You, you went into sales for the ultimate flexibility and ownership of your business. But if you consider yourself an extreme owner of your business, an A player, you'll figure out how to excel while delivering the objectives the business needs without worrying about all the activities. But the reality is all sales organizations have sales team members at different levels, different skill levels, different tenure. So defining what successful activities are will be important to the overall success of the sales organization. So back to the interview question, if you find that the company or sales leader does not have this defined, you should be concerned. How do you quickly ramp up with best best practices and you know, kind of ramp up with the right activity when these are not defined? It's going to be really hard. And your ability to be successful, your ability to make commission, your ability to be happy is probably going to be hampered. When they are defined and well communicated to you, especially during the interviewing process, you can then decide, hey, does this fit your style in your sales process? You may realize that what they want you to be doing maybe isn't in your wheelhouse of success or your wheelhouse of being happy. You can also decide in advance how you can leverage these metrics to quickly align to the sales objectives and really stand out, right? It's We're all looking to create value. We're all looking to deliver to the company. And of course, we need to go sell something. But along the way, your ability to quickly and more really at a faster pace adapt to what the business needs is going to help you stand out. So knowing what that is, knowing it you know, helps you adjust how you quickly ramp up within that company. Now, a great follow-up question. So let's say they share with you some of those key activities and some of those key metrics that they measure. A great follow-up question, if it's not clearly explained or understood by you, is just to dig in and, and ask, why is that given activity important? You know, they may have activities that they measure but they may have no idea why, right? They may not really understand how it aligns to a certain objective. It could have been something that was top down, go do a bunch of this, or maybe the manager created it on their own. You know, if there's an activity or activities that are being measured that don't really align to a, a clear sales objective, well, that could also be a little bit of a red flag. But when you understand that why, and hopefully they can clearly articulate it, again, you can better ramp up your sales process and you know, build up your territory plan, build up your account plan, build up your 30, 60, 90 day plan in the right way. So one word of caution, the majority of companies are actually not really good at this. They're good at measuring things. They're good at measuring volume, you know, customer meeting volume, outbound call volume, but that's all pretty basic stuff. And I read a reference to a study and I wish I could find the, the reference, so I apologize, I can't give it to you. But I read a reference where the, the study found or showed that only 30% of companies truly have their goals, their sales objectives, and clear sales activities that will be measured well-defined. You know, I think back to my career, 
I've worked for a couple companies that did this really well. You know, a couple maybe that did it average. And I think in my early career, I wasn't really paying attention to this at all. I was just selling. So I couldn't tell you if uh, at the time now, in hindsight, if they were doing it well. But I also worked for a couple companies that were not doing this well. Or this is the, the, the worst part was they had sales objectives, but they changed quarterly. Um, in one case, mid-quarter. And the activities to support those objectives then ultimately changed. And it was like a whirlwind of priorities that were shifting. And, you know, it pushed out quality talent and it made it really, really hard to work there. And, you know, it was really fr frustrating. And ultimately, one of those companies went into bankruptcy versus I worked at one company where they did such a great job outlining these objectives to the sales force, for example, at the sales meeting, reinforcing those during all hands calls, re-clarifying why these activities were important, putting it on a kind of a strategy on a page example or a slide. And, you know, it wasn't perfect, but everybody was marching to the same beat. So whether you were the field sales rep, an inside sales rep, a BDR, a, an overlay rep, everybody kind of understood how they were addressing the sales objective and what their particular activity or activities were that aligned to that. So just, you know, some food for thought. In closing, when you're having this discussion during the interview, it'll set clear expectations for success and just allow you to run and go faster. And really that's it for today. So until next week, make this your best week ever. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever. Thank you.